Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erio's original... Cats and kittens. This is our Friday. <laughs> this is our Friday web crawlers. What? What, Maria? My closet door kind of just snapped off. Uh, uh are you okay? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm fine. I just pushed it. I pushed it. I'm sitting on the floor. Already done. Cool. Sorry. Okay. Uh, take two. <laughs> Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to our Friday uh, web crawlers mini episode. Today, we are covering something that I'm sure everyone by now has watched, Tiger King, the Netflix seven-part docuseries special. And if you haven't seen it, you should. Yeah, you're missing out if you haven't seen it. It's great. One of the big plot points, aside from all the tiger abuse that goes on, which is horrible, and Joe Exotic being a complete nutter butter, is the story (laughs) of Carol Baskin And did she, in fact, kill her husband? So before we get into it, does anyone want to give a yes or a no as to whether or not she did? I, I'm very, very suspicious. I think I'm I'm leaning more towards yes than I am no. I am also suspicious. I think that she's a nut with rage problems. Yes. But, but I think that Potentially, she did not. Well, yeah, it's ah, it's it could go either way. I could see it yeah. being either either way. Maria, what do you think? There was this one point at the beginning of maybe like the first episode or something where her husband was like standing right behind her. Do you remember this? And um, she was like describing stuff, and then she looked behind her and she went herself, and she went, "Do you want to lead? Like, did you remember that?" Do you know what I'm talking about? 
No, I don't remember that. It was telling. It showed a little bit behind oh, the curtain. Oh, crazy. Anyway, okay. I, I think well, she, prob- she, she probably did it. Wow. Okay, okay. well, let's get into it. Um, we have some info on it. Um, we've done a little bit of deep diving. Mm-hmm. Then you guys tweeted at us your thoughts. And then um, by the end of it, we can come to a conclusion. Okay, so Carol Baskin owns Big Cat Sanctuary. She takes in rescue animals from private zoos or private owners who can no longer take care of the animals. She also makes money from her preserve, but it's done in the name of charity. She married an alleged millionaire. Right. I say alleged, alleged because people claim that she, that her her husband Don was a millionaire when they met. Right. She says late. She says later that he was not. Oh, okay. Yeah. And sex addict Don Lewis in 1991. She was 30 and he was 52. Was she a prostitute? Is that what she was like? Well, I'll get to that. Okay, I didn't know. I was just asking because the story of how they met is strange. Well, yeah, and I got into that on Reddit. So they used his money to open a sanctuary a year later. Right. So here's, here's how they met. So he was coming down Nebraska Avenue late one night. Which I read on Reddit is the street where all the prostitutes walk. Is that in uh, Tampa? I guess so. Or somewhere in Florida, wherever they're from. Okay. Yes. So apparently that's like the big prostitution street. So if you want to pick, if you want to pick up a sex worker, that's where you go. So uh, Dawn was driving down Nebraska late one night and Carol was walking down the street crying. She's 20 years old. Her story is that she and yeah, her story is that she and her uh, her first husband had uh, gotten in a huge fight. She ran out the door. She had to throw a potato at her husband in order to leave the house. <laughs> and I don't know. And that Dawn, who was who was twenty whatever mm-hmm. years older than her, pulled up beside her and asked if she needed a ride. She said no several times, but he kept going around and around and around. And then until he finally pulled up again and there was a gun in his passenger seat, he said, you can hold the gun on me while we drive. I just need someone to talk to. What? It's it's like this, this is, is in the I movie. This is in the movie. It's, it, it is? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh God, what was I, I missed, doing? I missed this. This is in it. I missed it the first time I watched it too. It took me like the third watching to pick up on this story. And I was like, oh. this is an insane story. Weird. I just need someone to talk to. So she got in and she held the gun to him while they just drove around and talked. And then so eventually. They like had a romance. Obviously, he was yeah. cheating. They were both they were both cheating on their spouses right. with each other, and then eventually they both divorced their spouses and they got married to each other. Huh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah that's a crazy first meeting story. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. you're both you're both crazy. If she's, I mean, she's she throws a potato at her husband, then she's walking down the street at night hysterically crying. He's driving down the streets where all the prostitutes are, and he has a gun in his car. She gets in the car with a complete stranger who has a gun, and then they walk, they drive around with talking while he has she has a gun pointed to his head. Like this, they're insane people. I think it's romantic. I mean, it's very, it's literally true romance. It's true romance. So here's some background on Don from Wikipedia. He was born Dade City, Florida. 
He was a self-made millionaire by 1981 through real estate and used cars, car businesses. And by that time, Don was married to his first wife, Gladys, and he had three daughters and an adopted son. And that year, he met Carol on Nebraska Avenue. She was actually 19, apparently, instead of 20. Jesus. Um, and then Carol and Lewis engaged in an affair when they were both still married. And Carol became Don's girlfriend and apparently grew his wealth by helping him buy and sell real estate in 1984. And then they each divorced their first spouses and they married each other in 1991. Because can I interject for a second? Yes. Okay. So Carol claims, like, because Carol recently did some whole, she did like a manifesto on her big cat website being like, I didn't kill my husband and here's why. So she says that Don was not a millionaire and that he had like no money when they met and that he didn't even know how to read. And that, oh my God. And that, yeah. And that's, and that Carol, uh, Carol, became like the brains of their business and that she would read all the real estate licenses and she like grew their their real estate empire until he became a millionaire. I mean, sure, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that might be her way of saying like, yeah, why would I kill him? He didn't have all that money. You know? Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So this sanctuary that she owns, Big Cat's, the mission statement, it says, Big Cat Rescue's mission is to provide the best home we can for the cats in our care and abuse of big cats in captivity and prevent extinction of big cats in the wild. So apparently the cats there are abandoned by the owners who wrongfully thought that they would make good pets. Of course, a fucking tiger isn't going to make a good pet, you crazy people. (laughs) Or some of the tigers were abused by owners in order to force them to perform, like, circus animals and stuff. Mm. Uh, Some of them were retired from being performing animals. Some of them were saved from being slaughtered to make fur coats. And some Mm. of them were rescued as babies after hunters killed their mothers. So it's very sad. So Don filed a restraining order against Carol in June, which was a month. Yeah, in June 1997. A month before his, a couple months before his disappearance. Yeah, two months. So in June 1997, Don files a restraining order against Carol. And they show that in Tiger King. Is there like a. Uh, Yeah. It says that, like, she threatened him. Don restraining order against Carol Baskin. Whoa, I just spelled every word in that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what, like, all of your fingers are wrong the wrong key? (laughs) Maria, how are you doing all these backgrounds? (laughs) Is that Claire Foy? It was until it's... Gilmore Girls Day Jack in LA. Donald, oh, Jack Donald Lewis's order of protection. Okay. She, Carol has gotten, this is the second time Carol has gotten angry enough to threaten to kill me. He spells enough, E-N-O-U-F. So maybe he can't write. I was away read. from our house. I don't know what that says. She gave two junk men permission to come on the property and remove trucks and equipment that I had stored there. 
that a man owed me $17,000 on. I found out the man that owned the equipment had to call the sheriff to make them stop. When I got back, me and Carol got in a big fuss. She ordered me out of the house, said she would kill me if I came back. She would kill me. She has a revolver and she took my 357 and hit it. I have owned the home for years. We have only lived there three years. I have a lot of equipment. A lot of stuff is spelled wrong. I have 132 exotic cats. <laughs> I mean, if, if that was the restraining order I was reading, I would so check out there. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, free. So she threatened to kill him and hid his guns, apparently. And she has a gun of her own. But this, it, but she's done this multiple times, apparently. I don't know. That doesn't sound that bad to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I for sure threatened to kill boyfriends before. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> who has it? You know? <laughs> who among us have not threatened to kill our spouse? So Don went missing August 18, 1997. In the days leading up to his disappearance, he bought a plane ticket to Costa Rica and was loading equipment on a truck uh, for Miami, Florida. Okay, so he files this weird restraining order against Carol. It gets rejected. Right. And then he goes missing two months later. Uh, He disappears on August 18th at around 6 a.m. On August 20, his white 1989 Dodge van was found at Pilot Country Airport in Spring Hill, Florida, about 40 miles away from the sanctuary. Carol said that before he disappeared... Don told her that he had some business to attend to in Costa Rica. Okay. Don was allegedly going to sell some of his cars in Costa Rica. Apparently, his last words to Carol were, be sure to have Kenny, their handyman, get the truck ready for me because I am going early, early, early to Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. He was going to drive to Miami first. Uh, And then he was reported missing August 19 at 1.30 in the afternoon. So after like a day. Yeah, whatever. In Tiger King, Carol says that Don would take monthly flights to Costa Rica to deal with his sex addiction. Yeah. Because even his ex-wife says that Don, like, he was not a monogamous kind of dude. He, he, he He loved to be fucking. (laughs) <laughs> she said she said Dawn would go there whenever she was on her period. That's <laughs> so gross. So <laughs> gross. But also I feel like every sex addict dude I know like likes to have sex with girls on their period. Yeah, right? Unless maybe Carol's a prude. Yeah, who knows? Oh, yeah. And also it says in uh, the documentary that Dawn had a girlfriend in Costa Rica, allegedly. Oh, right, right. Who he visited frequently. Yeah. One thing that is suspicious is that Carol prepared a power of attorney over his estate using a lawyer that was not their usual lawyer. So she declared her husband dead the day after it was legal to do so despite having no real evidence of his death. He had a life insurance policy of $1.25 million. His worth was estimated at $5 million. She ended up getting most of his wealth, while his family barely got anything, and the family thinks that she killed him. Yeah, because after someone's missing for five years, you can report them dead. So this was it was five years and one day when she reported him dead. She doesn't think he's coming back. I don't know if my like if one of, if my if one of my husbands, 
if my husband disappeared, if my husband disappeared, I don't know if I would ever declare them dead. Yeah. I mean, the only reason to do it was to get the life insurance money. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I really needed it or something, but I don't know if I would want that finality. So Carol does have a history of harassing people. Yeah. She's a crazy bitch. She, of course, Joe Exotic, who has coronavirus. I know. Should we have a moment of silence for Joe Exotic? Why do you feel bad for him? I feel bad for anyone who contracts coronavirus, Maria. Hmm. Not Harvey Weinstein, though. Well, no, I don't feel bad for... (laughs) Okay, but you do do feel bad for someone who shot tigers in the head. I just want to get it straight. (laughs) It's okay. I'm not judging you. I just want to get it straight. (laughs) Okay. Joe Exotic is... He's a terrible person. He's done some really shitty things. But there's a side of him that is like, I feel... It's sad. It's sad. I feel sad for everyone involved. I think he has a good soul deep You're deep, out deep, of your mind. Down. You're out of your mind. <laughs> You're out of your... A good soul. The, <laughs> Allie. <laughs> if you have a good yeah. soul, you are kind to animals. It's like the number one thing. He's a sociopath. He has no soul. I'm not saying okay, all fine. sociopaths don't have soul, but I'm saying this man has no soul. Okay. okay fine. Well, Okay. Find no moment of silence for, okay, for Joe Exotic's coronavirus. Out of your mind. <laughs> so there's this um, this post on Reddit from a person says Mackinac's Furious Claw says we adopted a bangle mix from a rescue in Miami almost seven years ago. Carol harassed the woman who ran it so bad that she quit. Carol would constantly attack the rescue's Facebook page. This lady coordinated the care and rehoming of hundreds of cats over the years, and she just quit. That's crazy. So Carol is just a huge narcissist that does what she does under the guise of animal welfare. This other person said she wants to create a monopoly in big cat captivity, but but does it under the disguise of, I'm rescuing them and everyone else is exploiting them, when she basically keeps them in the same or even worse conditions than the other people involved in big cat businesses, which I think is true. Yeah. I think so, too. Carol's boyfriend in 2002 filed a restraining order against her. Yeah. So she's had she's had two restraining orders filed against her by significant others. And that guy said, also said that she threatened to kill him as well. And this yeah. was right after, because she declared Don dead in 2002. And so this is the guy she dated right before she married her current husband. Yes. It said... Carol Baskin told her ex-boyfriend when her ex-boyfriend would ask about Dawn, she said dead bodies can't speak. Oh, right. Yeah. So she essentially, I guess, admitted kind of to. Yeah. Carol spoke chilling words after he asked her what would happen if missing Dawn were to come back to her life. She allegedly responded, dead bodies can't talk. Damn, that's dark. Yeah, so, I mean, that's weird. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the main theory is that Carol killed her husband and fed him to tigers. The main idea is that she used potentially maybe the meat grinder. Because apparently tigers eat bones and everything. They eat like the whole carcass. Right. According to the documentary, Don told several people he was planning to leave Carol and take his fortune with him. Carol says in the documentary that if you want to get a tiger to eat a person, just cover them in sardine oil or something they want to eat. That should do the trick. Don's daughter, Don Pettis, told people in 1998, it's a perfect scenario to dispose of someone. We were upset that the cops didn't test the DNA of the meat grinder. Yeah. Joe Exotic thinks that Don's body was placed in a septic tank under the property. Right. Carol continuously says when recounting events that Don said he had to get up early, early, early the next morning uh, when he disappeared. But it's weird that she keeps repeating the early, early, early thing as if it's some sort of like script that she yeah. has about recounting the events. Yeah. But it is, some of this is discredited because in the documentary, they show like a huge meat grinder. And then Carol says that the meat grinder that they have at the sanctuary is like a little home kitchen meat grinder that you would get at like William and Sonoma to make handmade sausages. So they don't have like an industrial meat grinder that you could put a human in. They only have one for like cubed meat. Like you like cube up pieces of beef and like do it with your hand. They have like a hand meat grinder. So I mean, if you chopped them up into little tiny pieces, you could put them through there. Potentially. Yeah. So I mean... If if Carol fed him to the tiger, I think that they there's no meat grinder involved. Like, I think a tiger ate his body. Yeah, whole. yeah. Because what do you need a meat grinder for? Yeah, I don't think I don't think there was any kind of meat grinder if if the tiger ate him. So there's that's one theory. Another theory is: Did Carol have Kenny help to kill Don? Maybe Carol seduced him and then they fed him to the tigers. So Kenny, who is Don's handyman 
Uh, this is on Reddit. It says apparently Kenny was given was given all of his guns by Carol the day before she reported it to the police. So the next few months, he had several of Don's properties signed over to him by her. So she was signing over all of Don's properties to Kenny. Yeah, and this is all verifiable by by county records. And he was also the only person of his original staff that was kept on after she fired all of his former employees. So that's, that's suspicious weird, right? that she trusted this guy, Kenny, and was, like, signing over property to him. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, if Carol seems like a little bit of a seductress, like, maybe yeah. she she said, hey, Kenny, like, if you help me kill Dawn, I'll give you money and some of his properties and his life insurance in five years, like, if you yeah. just help me get away with this. Yeah. So that could be that could that's be a, one possibility. That's a good theory. Um, another one is that Carol's that Don faked his own death and his disappearance to be with his Costa Rican Ooh. girlfriend. I mean, I believe it. So he said, this is a quote, he said, if I can pull this off, it will be the slickest thing I ever did in my life. Mm. So did he run off with his girlfriend in Costa Rica, fake his own death, and then attempt to file that restraining order on Carol a month earlier to try to pin it on her? Probably. So be like, look, Carol's crazy. Like, she's going to kill me. Knowing that he was going to just, you know, disappear. He like gone girled himself. Yes. And also, I was thinking that maybe he was a drug dealer because he had a pilot's license. He was always going to Costa Rica for, quote, business. Right. And he converted a lot of his money into gold that he like buried somewhere. That's weird. Gold is crazy. Gold is crazy. So maybe he like dug up his gold and like left to Costa Rica. Probably. And then also during the, during Tiger King, Don's former attorney said that he believed Don went to check out a plane and that he may have been thrown from one. That's not good. Yeah. Cause Don, Don was a pilot, right? But he, his license yeah. was expired or something. Yes, it was. Yeah. Also Carol's brother was sheriff, right? Or Right. Was a- yeah. He was a sheriff. So that's an easy way to get, yeah. Um, so another theory is that Don went to Costa Rica and was taken or killed by the mob. Sure. So this is actually from Carol's website. Oh. She says, yeah, she says, Don told me about people going to Costa Rica and disappearing. Our Costa Rican attorney, Roger Peterson, said that the helicopter brothers were the local versions of the mafia and Don was loaning them money. Uh-oh. That is why, right? That's never good. That is why I included, quote, disappearance as an event that would activate the power of attorney. Oh. I am, sh- yeah, I am sure attorney Joe Fritz is correct that this is unusual. It made perfect sense in this situation, given what I was told by Don and by Peterson about Costa Rica and Don's dealings there at the time. Uh, I mean, if he was loaning money, to the helicopter brothers? Yeah, I mean, you don't fuck with the helicopter <laughs> you don't. So then she starts going off on this, like, rant about Dawn on her own website. And she's like, I'm going to refute this. If you want to look at it, it's at bigcatrescue.org slash refuting hyphen Netflix hyphen tiger hyphen king backslash. Okay, so she <laughs> says... <laughs> HTTPS. <laughs> yeah, HTTPS, colon. Yeah. Um, so she says the time leading up to Dawn's appearance. So basically she says Dawn had Alzheimer's. 
Um, oh, because he was, how old would he have been at the time? He was 20 years older than Carol. She's like 50s. Know, so he was in his 70s, probably. I don't know. Our last review on iTunes is that we're dumb. So I, I'm not going to even try to do math. <laughs> the time leading up to Don's appearance, she says, in the few years preceding his disappearance, Don's behavior was gradually showing signs of mental deterioration. Originally, Don, from time to time, would buy vehicles or other equipment at auctions with a view of reselling them, although mostly he never got around to reselling them. But gradually, his hoarding of junk that he bought to the 40 acres of the sanctuary now sits on increased and in- involved junk of no value. What? Um, he deteriorated into dumpster diving and even got stuck in a dumpster and called me crying because he did not know where he was. Oh, no. Back then, Alzheimer's was not a commonly used word. I had not heard of it. Someone mentioned Alzheimer's to me, and I got Don to agree to set up an appointment with a specialist, Dr. Gold. Anne McQueen intervened and convinced him to see her psychiatrist, Dr. Blasini. He diagnosed Don with bipolar disorder and gave him a prescription to have an MRI at St. Joseph Hospital. His behavior became increasingly strange. He started refusing to use the bathroom and defecating outside. Oh, no. He brought in a homeless man to stay at our house. I rescheduled an appointment for him to see the specialist, Dr. Gold, but he disappeared before the appointment date. Oh, no. That's not good if that's all true. Right. So his, quote, wealth. So she says, everyone repeats the lie that Don was a millionaire when I met him. He had a business cutting the axles off of trailers pulled by tractors and selling the boxes as storage. If you search the property records, you will find he only owned two real estate properties at the time. He may well have been worth six figures and coming from a very modest background would have felt he was rich. So no one, including Anne McQueen, who had access to his books, has ever provided any bank records or other evidence that he had more than that. So one day at the bank, he overheard a bank officer say, that he had a $20,000 loan in default that he would be glad to sell for $2,000. He got the information and because he could not read beyond a first grade level, asked me to look into it, which we may have confirmed because that restraining order, everything was spelled wrong and like there was no grammar or anything in it. So we started buying defaulted loans from banks and going to tax deed sales. And this was before this became a popular business. There were only a few people doing it. She was doing the research, negotiations, title clearing. Uh, and they built this portfolio that was worth around $5 million at the time of his disappearance. So they owned all this property that apparently was worth $5 million. So they kept the property in trusts. And during the 10 years that they were together, before his divorce and our marriage, there were properties that they bought together. So when they married, they put them all into one trust. Uh, I was not involved in what was set up with his children as beneficiaries if he passed. I was a beneficiary of the trust holding the properties I was involved in. So anyone can search his name for the public records to see this is true. So she's saying that she, the money that she got after his disappearance, that she was involved in all of these properties, that she was like, that she owned them anyway. Right. So, and that she did like, I guess, like the fair thing that anything she didn't have involvement in, she set aside. Right. I mean, if there's public records for that, then that makes sense. Yeah. 
Don spent one week per month in Costa Rica. He wanted, yeah, he wanted to have sex daily. She said she accepted this as something she had to live with. During the week he was away, I would haul off the property as much of the, oh, she said she would haul off all of the junk as much as she could, all the junk that he would bring to the house. Yeah, all the hoarding stuff, she would clean it out. Yeah, uh, so Don tried calling the police to get them to stop her from doing this. They told him that he would need a restraining order. If it's unclear if it was Don's idea that to get a restraining order, he should say that I threatened him or if someone like Wendell suggested that. Okay, so she's saying that Don, in order to get her to stop taking the stuff off the property, all his junk that he hoard, that he needed to file a restraining yeah. order. It doesn't, like, her side doesn't sound unreasonable it doesn't to me, no? I mean, if he really was, like, old and had Alzheimer's and was bipolar and was hoarding all this yeah. stuff and he was, like, screaming at her for, like, getting rid of all his junk or whatever, like, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, as I was reading her her statement about everything, I was like, this doesn't sound that, no. I, I kind of believe yeah. it. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So you guys tweeted us a few things. I'll read some. Kelsey West says, my theory was that him attempting to file a restraining order was a way to put down tracks to get a judge to deny her money in a divorce. Can't remember if they said there was a prenup. I think she had a lot of people cover up for her. Tiger cults are fucked. Agree. Okay. Mateo thinks she absolutely did it. Dre says she 100% did it. The interview with the daughter and the first wife seems pretty damning. I agree, but also... He left the first wife for Carol, so... And he didn't leave them any money. Yeah, so I can see how they might be a little bitter. Farah says it was a little suspicious that the woman accused of feeding her husband to tigers very quickly said, if you want a tiger to attack someone, you should put sardine oil on their shoes, not the <laughs> I mean, sure. True. Yeah. Sarah, the part that convinced me was the stealing of the will and how it was worded after my disappearance. Right, because his will... He changed it I remember to saying, that. in the event of my death or disappearance, or she changed it to say, in the event of his death or his disappearance, oh. which is unusual. I remember that lawyer was like, I've never seen this before. Oh, right. But that's because she learned about the, the helicopter boys or whatever. Yes. And then Harley says, I don't think she did. He dug up his gold bars and ran, ran away, ran away to Costa Rica. Yeah, I... Man, I don't know. So if your mind has been, I mean, tweet us back again and let us know what you think after, after hearing this episode. reading all the stuff on that she's saying, it sounds extremely reasonable. I know. It sounds like he, if he was involved in the mob stuff, for sure they killed him. Maria, if, if, if Carol Baskin got coronavirus, would you do a moment of silence for her? No, but I wouldn't, but not, I, I wouldn't do a moment of silence for anybody unless they died. Maria's like <laughs> furious at me. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I, I'm not God, you know, like, I'm not going to say who should deserve certain things, but I think when you're mean to animals, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, Melissa, did we get some emails? Do you remember last mini episode? We got an email from Adam. Do I, do I remember? Do I remember one week ago? Do you remember a week ago? It feels like a year ago. Uh, Adam sent us an email where he came up with that game solve research closed. Yes, I remember. He sent us 
a few scenarios that I thought were pretty uh, pretty interesting. There's four different ones. Okay. We have to pick which ones we want. All solved. right. So the first one is Adnan from Serial. Okay. Stephen Avery from Making a Murderer. Or Michael Peterson from The Staircase. Oh, I want to know Peterson. I want to know exactly what You want to know Peterson? I yeah. do too. Even though I think it was the owl. No, Melissa, really? No, it was not the I owl. I think it is the owl. No, it wasn't the owl. <laughs> there were the owl feathers. There were owl feathers found in the, in the scene of the crime. I don't care about Stephen Avery. I want to know about Michael Peterson. I'd like to know. Actually, no. I don't care about Adnan. I want to know more about. I want to get the files for Stephen Avery. And I want to know for Michael Peterson. Yeah, I feel that. I agree. Next one is the Watcher House letters. The Dyatlov Pass or Elisa Lamb. Uh, I'm thinking I really want to know Dyatlov Pass yeah. more than Elisa Lamb. Whoa. Me too. Yeah, I, I know because Elisa yeah. Lamb was like my number one, but I think the Dyatlov Pass is more interesting to me. And if we got all the files yeah. for Dyatlov Pass, we wouldn't be able to read them because they'd be in Russian. They'd be in Russian. And then translation would be all, you know, messed be up. All messed up. All messed up. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know Dyatlov Pass. I want to get files for Elisa Lamb. Watcher House, I want it to remain a mystery in my heart and mind. And we all know who the Watcher was. We know <laughs> who the Watcher was. The, the Watcher. watcher. <laughs> uh, the next one is Sherry Papini, Amanda Knox, Robert Durst. I don't care Amanda- about Knox. I don't think Knox did it. I don't think Knox yeah. did it either. I actually don't know if I care about any of these people. Oh, I want to know Sherry. I want to know <laughs> Sherry Papini. I really want to know Sherry Papini. What was the third one? Robert Durst. Robert Durst. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all we all know. Yeah, I think like I, I I'm convinced he did it. Even if I found out he didn't do it, I'd be like, he did it. He did it. He did that. Uh, then the last one is JFK assassination, Jeffrey Epstein suicide, or Chandra Levy. I want to know Jeffrey Epstein suicide. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. What about JFK? Uh, give me all the files for JFK. Oh, JFK files. Yes. I forgot who Chandra Levy was. Chandra, she died, I think, in the 90s. It was like a political something. I don't remember exactly. She was an intern. She was presumed murdered. We should do an episode. Oh, yeah. And we also have some voicemails. Are we going to do those in post or are we going to play those now? Did we have voicemails? Yeah, we had like three or four. We could play them next Uh, week, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's play them next week. Yeah, voicemails racking up for next week. I made some banana bread. I really want to go eat it. Ooh. I hope everyone's really staying safe. Don't go outside. Wear a mask if you do. Wash your hands frequently. Take up a new hobby. (laughs) Felting. Knitting. Needle felting. Knitting. Be nice to animals. (laughs) Listen to podcasts. Um, And let us know... Let us know uh, if you ha- what you think about Carol Baskin. Melissa, where can people find us? You can send us an email at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Reddit. You can find us on Facebook. 
Instagram, Twitter at WebcrawlersPod. Leave us some more reviews. We're getting some interesting ones lately. We are getting some interesting reviews. Interesting <laughs> reviews. A lot of three-star reviews. <laughs> which is better than fair. one. I think that's fair. You either love us or you think we're the fucking idiots. So... <laughs> Yes. We're, what can you do? We're not NPR. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. Hey, baby, yeah. It's me, Maria. Thank <laughs> you. <Ew. laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.